You found the Waffle Podcast with Paul Jenkins and Rossendale Radio. On this episode of the podcast, Paul speaks to Joe Watson. This was originally broadcast on Rossendale Radio on the 13th of October 2019. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the Waffle Hour. Uh, it's Paul Jenkins here, and I'm here with our guest, Joe Watson, who's in the studio with us. How are you doing, Joe? I'm good, thank you. I'm a little bit dizzy. My child has just been spinning me around on your guest chairs in the, the waiting area, so I feel a bit lightheaded, if so, I'm honest. So spinning around, that's, that's going to come later uh, when, we, when, we're doing, when, we're doing the, uh, when we're doing the bicycles later on. I think spinning around will be perfect for that. Uh, welcome to the studio. Welcome thank to Rossendale you. Radio. Uh, we, we have uh, people in... Uh, on, on the waffle hour uh, or the waffle segment as okay. it's becoming known um, from a sort of wide range of, of different writing backgrounds mm-hmm. uh, now I, I could just read your website or you could tell us who you are <laughs> uh, what's, what, how, where do you fit into the kind of grand scheme of writing oh I've got no idea where I fit in I mm-hmm. think that's possibly a, a, an entirely separate question okay. to, to what <laughs> I do um, yeah I'm a writer I'm um, I think in terms of what I'd put on my tax return the okay. professional term is, is copywriter okay. but if you're anything like my own mother i'm mm-hmm. not really sure people know what it, it means well, um, i was going to say so copywriter but i mean what, what does that what does that involve well it's That's nothing it. to do with law i get okay. a lot of people saying oh you know is it, is it about copyright and mm-hmm. it's it's not um it'd be a lot better paid i imagine if, yeah. it, if it was that'd be a great job uh no not many people know what a, a copywriter is like i said including my own family so mm. i just brand myself as a writer of stuff so if there are any individuals or businesses who need anything written for the venture so web copy or blogs press release business plans anything like that I write it for them which is fantastic because if you're anything like me I work in I, I still work in schools and mm-hmm. I know we're going to have a chat about probably schools yes, at some point I or another imagine. in writing yeah. um, but uh, I, I often find that the thing with, with kids in particular is the amount of times hands go up and say I don't know where to start yes and we assume that that's going to be different uh, for uh, for people when they're in the world of business. But actually, that's that's going to continue for people, I should imagine. Probably people come to you and say, you know, what what am I going to say about this particular project? Exactly, yeah. The, and, you know, that's absolutely fine. They're so invested in their own business. They're doing what they do. Mm. So it's understandable if they're not sure how to put it down on paper or, or online and get that message out there mm. in a way that's going to get people paying attention and then, you know, hopefully buying from them their service or their product or whatever. So so, so yeah, getting a, a freelance copywriter in is always a, a good idea. So good so, news for me. So what sort of clients come to you? Is it is it mostly uh, sort, of, uh, sort of marketing for businesses, or is it a particular type of brand that you, you work with? Or well, because I've seen your website. There's there are testimonials coming left, right, and centre. <laughs> I've started, started scrolling through them, and to be honest, I feel sorry for the people that are like the twenty fifth testimonial because <laughs> I, I got to the point and I was like, I can't read any more of these. You can't too, read too. Well, I think um, well, my lovely friends Chris and Lynn who hmm. uh, who wanted me to be on the show today. So a big shout out to them over mm. in Bolton at Scruffy Monkey Digital Media. They yeah. manage that website and I think they put them on a loop. Right. Um, so hopefully if they're 25th <laughs> today, they'll be first or second first tomorrow, tomorrow. So it'll be good. But no, I do. I have been very, very fortunate. I've worked with some great clients. But you know what, Paul? They come from all over the place. Mm. There are people starting up businesses, people, um, you know, working to, to grow or expand. 
and there are just so many different industries you know because yeah. everyone needs marketing everyone needs to put their message out there so really I can end up with clients from from any sector and yeah. any industry and, and that's what keeps it exciting for me really I, I like the the diversity with it and I like being able to choose who I work with that's it's something that didn't happen right at the start with freelancing mm-hmm. you kind of take what you can really but over the years you get to you get to be a bit more choosy it's interesting you're going to say that because I'm I'm coming to the fifth year of freelancing yeah. uh, and we're both ex-teachers uh, we like are. former teachers as a, as yes. ex-teachers makes it sound like we, we, we left in a huff uh, I did a bit really <laughs> I, I like you use the phrase tunnelled under the fence and got out on the other side it's a good yeah it's a good um, phrase but uh, we so we, we're, we're both out there and, I, and I'm in that sort of fifth year and I'm only just finding that, that actually that the work is coming to me as a freelancer yes. rather than you going seeking work and pitching for and it is that is that the, the kind of thing that you found that was like going out there on your own that there's Definitely. that scary period in the middle oh it's, it's absolutely terrifying and it was kind of made worse for me really because i i was running um a good write-up which is my my business name i was running that on the sidelines whilst i was still in a full-time career yeah uh, doing what i was doing teaching and also management as well elsewhere um and so I was building things and then I, I got to a point where I thought, you know what, I'm in a good position. This is going to be absolutely fine. I'm going to quit my job mm-hmm. and do this full time. I'm going to freelance full time. And then about three weeks later, I found out I was pregnant. Good. And well that was, I know, <laughs> it was just like a massive spanner in the works. Mm-hmm. I, I tell her every day to this day what an inconvenience <laughs> she was to me. She's even here now, obviously. Well, quite frankly, the... I mean, she's, she's been here this morning. She's been smiling and dancing all the way through. The she first really part has. She's loved it I mean, what, a, what an inconvenience that is <laughs> to have somebody enjoying the show but this is what i mean this is this is my chance to shine on the radio with you paul no, she's, she's already you. yeah she's yeah. already taken the line like this is just what she does but no it made it made going out there full-time on my own very very difficult mm. and yeah there was that time where i was always pitching for clients and trying to you know tell people that they needed me and and you know and to see what i could do for them but yeah over time and it does take five six maybe seven years mm. in total where you can just sit back and you've got yourself into a position where yeah people come to you and and you you know it's it's not it'd be arrogant to say oh i'll never have to pitch again we no. don't know what's around the corner exactly. or what's going to happen and you're only as good as your last client Absolutely. so but it is nice to be in a position where you can choose who you get to work with and, and that does come with time and, and a lot of hard work as you know fantastic well as as we talked about uh, uh, previously uh, just before we got be, came onto the air uh, we've we ask our, our guests to come on with uh, with a few different musical choices yes now you emailed me earlier on Right, and gave me your first musical choice, and I and I I think I did. In, they, they say in the industry, I lost it. Uh, I, I was the most excited about having a guest on ever. You've become my favourite guest of all time. Apologies Thank to you. the other people that have been on. Uh, but who have you chosen for your first? I've chosen Huey Lewis and the News, and I've chosen the Power of Love, and it's um it's a song I love anyway. It's from one of my all time favourite movies, and if people don't know what that is, <laughs> I suggest they switch off now. To be honest, I think I've instructed them to switch off. If you don't know that this is from that. To the future people then you don't Just, deserve to be yeah, listening to yeah, Russell you Bell don't, Radio yeah you don't you don't get to be a part of this with us but I would have chosen this song anyway because it, it's just fantastic but also because Chris and Lynn who I mentioned they mm. were the ones who said you've got to come on Paul's show I thought let's uh, let's throw it over to them and they said they wanted this one so well this one's you. going out to them and everybody else so this <laughs> is Huey Lewis in the news with the power of love Russell Bell Radio 
That was Huey Lewis in the news, and you join us uh, for the next part of our waffle segment. And I'm back in the studio with Joe Watson. Hello. Uh, and we've been chatting about all things Back to the Future and, and various have. other things. I'm uh, disappointed you never noticed my T-shirt. You've got a DeLorean Motor Company T-shirt. <laughs> I mean, how how cool is that? <laughs> exactly. I didn't even though they exist. Oh wow! If if it's out there, I will find it. Yeah. I'll find something obscure. So I've been. I've, to be fair, I've been searching for Marvel T-shirts all day online. I've got my new Stark <laughs> Industries one. Coming in, nice. uh, in, in the near future. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, so we've been talking obviously about uh, about copywriting and about yes. that, that that world. Yeah, uh, and of course it is. Uh, we always forget that there is a, there's a whole industry around mm-hmm. uh, certain sections. I mean, I go to, to sort of teaching things sometimes, or I'll go to to poetry uh, sort of nights, open mic nights, or big celebrations of poetry. Yeah. Whereas copywriters will get together as well. And you've just got back from a conference. Where were you le- yesterday? Um, over the the last few days, I've been mm. down in London. Right. I was at the Barbican. Okay. Um, I'd actually wanted to go. down down to be at the the copy it's called the pro copywriters mm-hmm. national conference um i wanted to go down there to attend and to learn from all these speakers who come from all over the world to to help um copywriters from all industries just you know just kind of really get that edge mm. and i'd wanted to be a part of it and i'd applied to speak for them next year oh, okay. and i thought that'll be great you know i've got like 18 months before you know i do <laughs> it if they accept me at all and they accepted me they wanted me to do it but then um they asked me if i'd get involved the year earlier so they were like right can you go on stage in in three or four months time lovely at the time i thought brilliant i've got all the time in the world and then three days before i still didn't know what i was going to talk about so which is typical me you you thought about it whole three or four days before (laughs) wow (laughs) three or four hours to minutes i've I've seen people at teaching things where they've been presented where they've been writing their powerpoint presentation while the previous speaker has been on does not surprise me yeah yeah. Uh, so i mean sometimes we're we're time pressured people we are we are but you know we can think our feet we're fine we'll uh, we'll, we'll, we'll we'll wing it in some some way shape or form but no it went really really well i was actually talking about linkedin and i don't know if any of you your listeners ever use it but i, I was gonna say that one's always been a mystery to me because mm. very i find there's various types of social media work for different yes. kind of industries and uh, linkedin is in the kind of creative industry people tend to use twitter or facebook yeah uh, an increasingly Instagram, I'm finding, yeah, um, to, to get things done. But actually, from from your point of view, where you're looking for for sort of a, a more traditional businesses for, for looking for for work, I think actually LinkedIn is is a, a much wider thing than I ever anticipated. It I, it really is, but I think everyone's just got to get to get over this mindset that it's professional for professional mm. people. But my view's always been, well, if you believe you're a professional person doing a professional job, yeah. then just because you know you're not a, a lawyer or a bank in a, a suit mm. you know speaking very formally or in the third person about yourself then um, you know people think you don't belong on there but it really is changing it is becoming a lot more social yeah it is still social media after all but i've just been using it really just to not even to promote what i do but just to kind of promote myself as a, as a person because if anyone's going to work with me in any capacity so i, I do training as mm. well and um, if anyone's going to work with me they need to feel like they can you know know me and like me and, and you know get aligned with my values so that they they feel confident in investing mm. in, in me if you will so i was trying to um, pass that message on to everyone who came to hear me speak at the the conference so hopefully that gets a few more people on there and 
are you, using it. And that's the thing. When you speak, I don't know if you, I find this that as soon as you get off stage, you suddenly look at your, your phone or whatever. You got twelve notifications because yeah. while you've been speaking, somebody's got their phone out and <laughs> you've got twelve new followers yeah, on something. Exactly. And, and that's nice because you get that immediate feedback from from what you've been doing. It's like clearly they've they've you know understood what we were talking Definitely, about. Definitely, yeah, it's cases. resonated with them mm. in some way, and it, I'm so glad it did work for me as as a platform because you, you said about using Twitter and and Facebook maybe I could have put more work into using them but I, I kind of just focused on one to give all my attention yeah. that happened to be LinkedIn but Twitter and Facebook never really got me anywhere to be honest it was just my mates and, and that's great I love the support from them but ultimately they're not the people buying from me yeah. so it was a bit useless for me really it's, that's the thing I mean I, fi- I find within teaching communities there's there's a lot of things that I didn't realise until a good two years into, into working that actually there's a big massive educational world in Twitter there's edu Twitter yes there is uh, and, and I sort of was very late to the party on that one but actually there's there's been a lot of times that i've been able to make contact with schools or projects yeah. that, that are on twitter whereas i've been putting stuff on facebook for years actually because drama teachers they use facebook for sharing right. things because it's much more visual they can talk about the stories that they use and all sorts yeah. of other things so different projects different forms of social media i completely agree uh, great yeah. and then when i went and did a tour somewhere uh, instagram was perfect because i could put up a quick three-line review on instagram and off it went and it you was... can document it all with pictures of how you're engaging yeah. the, the people you're working with and it's it's absolutely amazing and mm. i do think yeah there is there is something out there for everyone to use and yeah i think especially when you're freelance we don't have a marketing department so we've got to just get the best angle on what we can do to promote ourselves so we've got to find something that works how do you feel about that promotion of yourself side of things have you have you got past the i'm, I'm bothering everybody um, i have because in the early days and this is when linkedin wasn't working for me i, I was constantly putting things out like I, i'm running this course or i'm available if you need me to write a blog or a, um, a web page or a business plan or presentation for you and it wasn't really getting any engagement and it was only when i started posting about myself and just things that were happening in my life that I was getting engagement so for example um, there was one night where I'd posted about a bookcase and I can't even remember what it was it was so bland it was 11 o'clock on a Saturday night but it got so much engagement because people started talking about books and you know not having the space for them and then there was a big argument over Kindle and and, and all of this and it was fantastic because people wanted to talk about it so if anyone ever does follow me on there and I do swear by the way so that's just a health warning for anyone not this afternoon (laughs) I'm doing so well. You've got no idea how difficult this is for me. We have no technology for that. I was just so terrified. The amount of people who knew I was coming on and they were saying, you do know you can't swear. (laughs) I know, I know, I know. Uh, Good to know what they all think of me, though. Um, But no, I just put things on that people can relate to. And it's nothing about business. So when you say, how do I feel about promoting myself? I'm not directly doing it. I'm just telling them what's going on in my life. I'm Mm. usually saying if I've made a bit of an idiot of myself or something's (laughs) gone wrong because we all do it and you know so i want people to just feel like there's another human being out there who they could work with rather than some professional in a suit yeah it kind of breaks down the barrier before you get to it the does business, the of course it does yeah and that's what we want uh, right well we're going to uh, we're going to be coming back for for the last segment yeah. of, the, of the of the interview uh, but we've got another of your musical choices coming yes up. Uh, we've got jackie wilson with higher and higher yes so uh, where, did, where did this come because uh, i love a bit of jackie wilson oh I, well it was 
our uh, first dance at our wedding so myself and, and Stephen who's out there I'm going to wave at him now oh he is paying attention that's good I just had visions of him not even listening even though he's here um, yeah it was our first dance at our wedding but the thing I love about it is that people still talk about it now so people who were at our wedding they, they said you know it was so nice to have a song that people could get up and dance to because the last thing we wanted was just to be paraded in front of everyone you know to a slow dance the, the, which, the standing in the middle walking yeah, around in just, a circle oh, yeah, and we, that's just not us. It would have been so uncomfortable for us. And I get why people do it, and, and everyone needs to choose something important to them. But we wanted something that get everyone up dancing, and I think I've heard it at every single wedding since, and I love <laughs> it, you know, because everyone does get up dancing, people enjoy it, and uh, and there is a vague Ghostbusters link in there as, as well. Oh, so Ghostbusters 2, I think I it's believe. 2, it's isn't Ghostbusters it? Ghostbusters 2, where it the, is Statue the Statue of Liberty's Liberty. on the way. There we go. <laughs> yeah, so. this is it. There you go. There's a, there's, a, there's a theme for, for, for 80s and 90s. It really is, absolutely. Here we go, here's Jackie Wilson. That's Jackie Wilson with Higher and Higher. So we are here uh, with uh, Joe Watson and we've been talking copywriting and we've been talking conferences and various other people and sort of the world of freelancing. Uh, and uh, just uh, as you came into the studio today, you brought me a gift, right? <laughs> now, uh, I'm always really, really happy. There's, we've had the other, only the second person to ever bring me a gift, right? Um, as, uh, when I was, uh, our very first guest that we had on uh, was, uh, was a gentleman called Alex Quayle. And Alex, uh, Alex was climbing Kilimanjaro or he oh. climbed Kilimanjaro. Uh, and wow. he was coming in to talk about he was about to go and do the Iron Man uh, thing he was, he's one of these people that do crazy fairly things fairly impressive yeah it yeah. was a fairly impressive thing he brought yeah. me cake right oh. now you've brought me the, be- the the very best thing you brought me a tea bag <laughs> I have brought you <laughs> a tea bag with a writing tip on the back of it I have yeah um Everyone goes to these I- events and you, you always get like free stuff and it tends to be a pen, doesn't mm-hmm. it? And if I was going to have any kind of promotional merchandise, I guess a pen would have made sense. But I, I never have pens. I've probably lost more than them than a, I've ever had on my person. I, I get this horrible feeling they're all going to end up in landfill somewhere. Yeah. So I, I thought, you know what, if I'm going to do a little bit of a, of a promotional merchandise thing, I'm going to do something different. And I actually put it out. It was on Facebook, actually. Right. So I say how it didn't work for me. I put out on Facebook what would be a great piece of promo merch for me mm-hmm. to, to have to give out to people to make me stand out at events and, and anywhere that I visit or I speak at or I train. And someone said, well, on your website, you talk about tea. Mm-hmm. And I, I do. I, I make a horrible, horrible statement on the homepage of my website that, um, that people probably need to know about before they work with me. And that is when I make a cup of tea, I put the milk in first thank you very much uh, for coming into the studio the that was Joe Watson everybody and she will be leaving right now that's, what yeah, on earth that's a nicer response than I was hoping for actually <laughs> because people really don't like it um, yeah but it, it does it makes me stand out for all the wrong reasons I appreciate mm-hmm. um, I do really reveal that kind of much of my, my personality and uh, yeah, so it does. It does divide opinion quite significantly. But someone said, "Why don't you you do tea bags?" So mm. I, I looked into it, and yes, I've got these Twinings tea bags. I don't know if I can name the brand. All the brands are available. It's, it's, it's alright, but not the beef. <laughs> we're, we're safe on that one. It's we're okay. okay. We're okay. And yeah, so the the company I work with. Um, 
they put them in, in little branded envelopes mm-hmm. so you can you can have your tea bag, enjoy it, have a brew. There's a tip on the back, as I said, um, or as you said, rather, saying you know, when, once you've written something, go away, have a drink, yeah. come back to it because after you've had that brain break, so mm-hmm. to speak, you'll start spotting errors or you'll spot, start spotting where things don't make sense or flow as you thought they did when you first read back to yourself. So it just it ties in with so many things about being a writer, who I am and what kind of hideous person <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting the milk in first and it, it's just great and it's business card size so now I don't give out business cards I just give out the tea bags it's and the then... only tea bag I've ever had that I'm going to put in a wallet <laughs> <laughs> do it it's got to be done this is what I wanted this is my, this is my dream well I'm so... about to, uh, this is perfect I'm about to go on the road right I'm, I'm, I've, I've got a week of being on the road and I guarantee there will be a time where I don't have a cup of tea right so when I'm when I'm in my uh, when I'm do. stuck in my little travel lodge somewhere <laughs> and the kettle's working but they run out of tea bags this is perfect I see I've solved a problem Problem. This is problem just. I am wonderful after all. It's, I, it's not terrible about the milk. Just as a, as, a, as a writing aside, one of my university lecturers always said they're not problems; they're solution opportunities. Oh, that's what okay. they are. Oh, right, yeah, okay. And we all groaned then. Yeah. The problem is, I'm still saying it 20 <laughs> years later, so unfortunately, it's stuck. <laughs> Seems like Gavin Carver, there's a shout out for you, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, uh, so yes, yeah, so thank you very much for my for my team. That's fine. Um, and what's what's next on the horizon for yourself? Oh well, um, I, as I mentioned earlier on, I um, I do some training events, and that that's mainly where companies will ring me up and they'll say, look, we don't want to outsource to you because we've got our own team who we'd we'd like to really do our own writing for us. We'd like to upskill them or give them confidence or or just help them out with tips and techniques to becoming better in-house writers or or marketers so I go in and work with companies that do that so I always love it when a client rings me up and says can you come and work with x amount of my staff on Mm. this particular project but what I do as well to kind of keep me in touch with my my teaching route I put on my my own independent event so I'll go and hire a venue somewhere Mm. and I'll say right you know maximum of of 10 people or whatever get yourself on this course we're going to cover blog writing or um, writing for social media Mm. or, or writing just to, to be a bit more customer focused yeah. really it could be it could be anything we can cover lots of different things and um, and yeah people sign up to that course they come and spend a, a day or a half day with me but what I've noticed recently is that all the call for this is coming from down south and in mm. the Midlands so in the next few months I'm going to Birmingham to put on an event and I'm going to Oxford I really want to be doing some stuff up here so I want your listeners to basically get in contact and say no I'd come to one of your events and I can do something up here well there you go people of the valley <laughs> teachers of the valley in particular yeah, and, and senior leadership teams senior the leadership valley. teams they're always a good one um, yeah get we, them need, in. we need you to get in contact so uh, if you go to and i've got uh, i've got your website here it's a yep. good writer is it a good write-up a good write-up.com write yes uh, and you can get in contact with joe yeah, and we definitely. can hopefully we can get something going because there's lots of people doing kind of teach meets and there's lots of people doing you know uh lead learn lanks was yesterday i yeah. know it was uh, to shout out to sarah bedwell over there uh, in oswald twist we're putting that one together um, but there's uh, there's uh, a lot of those things are very informal teaching events but actually we want kind of you know some real kind of school driven kind of professional development for people I think it is great for schools and I've loved working with them but you know something it, it doesn't have to be so when I get people coming to these events yes some of them are teachers and mm. they're senior leaders and that's brilliant I've had a few Ofsted inspectors on yeah. which has been amazing but I get people who are in the legal sector in human resources people who are in marketing so it's open to anyone but mm. you know I'd encourage anyone to just have a chat with me and if I don't think it's right for them I'm not going to waste their money because that's a, that's a bad mark on my record, really, if they come on the course and it doesn't help them. But, yeah, I love travelling the country doing all these things, but I would love to be able to just get up one morning and not have to get a 
train for three hours before yeah. I even teach. So 8.30 start where you can get up. Because you know, <laughs> I just roll out of when, bed. When the sun's up. Yeah. Um, we're going to have to, unfortunately, call it a day. But, okay. but uh, uh, we've got one last song. Uh, now, this is, this is sort of your choice, but it's not. It's Lily's choice, really. Yeah, so I've got Lily with me, my two-year-old out there. I thought I'd best choose a song that, that she would love. She's a massive fan of The Greatest Showman, which is great for me. I'm happy having Zac Efron on loop on video on our house that's fine on dvd um but we've chosen a million dreams for my little girl so this is the pink version this is indeed the pink version thank you very much Joe, for coming into the studio this afternoon and uh we will uh, we will see you on the other side of pink So that's it for another week on Waffle, the bite-sized podcast. My thanks go to Joe Watson for coming in, stepping in at the last minute and being an amazing guest on the show. It was great to talk to you about copywriting, editing and, of course, about your own creative projects uh, and, of course, talking to you a lot about Back to the Future. Uh, Keep that fandom going. Uh, I want to say a massive thank you, please, to Lee Ball uh, for being the producer of Waffle, the bite-sized podcast and to Rossendale Radio for helping us produce it along the way. See you next week with another amazing guest.